do a music show one day? I would do that. Sports jams. Doesn't have to be sports. Oh. Okay, I'll just try to keep it in theme. Well, no, if you and I just got together, and let's say we got together and we didn't talk sports, what would that be like? Dude, I would do that tomorrow. I'll do that tonight. Get over here. <laughs> no, 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 we've got to serve the sports fans. Hi, sports fans. Welcome to Hebsey on Sports, episode 314. Uh, I'm Mark Hebsher in the Little Italy studio. Toronto Mike, where to go at the mothership in New Toronto? So- he's south of the lakeshore, this guy. You're like, you're, how far are you from the lake? I, know, I, could, I could be there. If I walk, I could be there in four or five minutes. I don't know. Wow, that's awesome, man. If I that's run awesome. two minutes... I don't want you to run. Don't hurt your knees. Today on the show, uh, here's what we got. Here's the lineup. Here's the menu. Leafs, Raptors, Blue Jays, the World Junior Hockey Championship, the death of a legend, Felix Ovi. Let's change the penalty shot rules. Forced retirements in media. And why don't they try rock, paper, scissors to decide the World Cup instead of a fucking shootout? Play sudden death overtime for fuck's sake. Soccer is really dumb. It's beautiful, but it's dumb sometimes. It's dumb. Come on, Marge. Yeah, they're going to flip a coin to see who wins the World Cup. No, wait a minute. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, come on. You know, we can't substitute this guy. What, what do you mean? He's, his, his leg is falling out. We need him for the shootout. When's that? Oh, in about two hours from now. Right. Why don't we just play something down? Oh, no, no, no. Do it. It's our final show of 2022. Let's let it all hang out. What do you say, Toronto Mike? Let's let it all hang out today. Love it, Hebsey. So because we did not record last week, firstly, I'm shocked. We have not recorded since that fanta- that Bananas World Cup final. That's crazy. But I want to say happy Hanukkah to you. We missed it and uh, hope you're enjoying a little... Uh, oh, man. Downtime. Are you kidding? Eight crazy nights. It's been fantastic. Yeah, this year, you know, it's like um, there's other religions too and other... Uh, cultures where their the calendar they go by isn't the calendar you go by. Sure, I, I, the Chinese New Year, the year of the whatever it is this year, and I know someone's going to you idiot. It's the year of the goat. No, it's not. It's the year. Of the- I'll Google it. <laughs> okay. But but the Chinese New Year is not on the same day in January. Every it changes because of the calendar, and the same with Hanukkah, which this year rabbit. You're the rabbit. Yeah. Uh, this year Hanukkah overlapped with Christmas, which like rarely, like once every Haley's Comet. Does that happen? I think. I don't recall that happening, that Hanukkah was that late. Right. You know? Are you kidding me? The 16th of Tishrei is the same as the 25th of December? Holy cow! (laughs) Not since Jesus wore short pants (laughs) has that happened, you know? Some stat guy has got that. Not since Henry Aaron hit four doubles in one game has that happened in the play. Someone will have that somewhere. Um, So, yeah, that's the deal there. But Um, you had had a good, uh, because we did not record last week. Uh, You had some good family time you had uh, some downtime yeah yeah really good family time it was great um yeah do you want me to go to the detail like details about the, the food was great the company was great luckily we traveled on you know uh, in um f- close proximity to where we were so there wasn't any issues of oh my god how late are they gonna be you know we only had one story in all the family get-togethers where someone you know like traveled like six hours you right know, on on highway seven from ottawa Serena's sister, you know, it's like, but they knew that the 401 was going to be closed. So there's like, they took Highway 7 from Ottawa. So it took them six hours. And all the other ones basically were like, we didn't know, we didn't know of anybody in our circle that, you know, had travel plans ruined. But we're watching, you know, of course, we're watching, oh my God, look at all that luggage. Like, oh my God, these people, these poor people. Oh my God, Southwest Airlines. Oh no, Air Canada. 
Twitter filled with, you know, holiday cheer? No. Right. No. <laughs> and again, I've told you this before, Mike. Every shopping I've done for a week, I didn't see anybody fucking smile. Oh. Except when they were finally ha having the meal. When right. it was, you know what I mean? At the right. shopping, the traffic, the travel, nobody smiled. You know, Merry fucking Christmas to you too. Really? <laughs> People were miserable. And of course, the weather just, you know. Urgh. Yeah, it was, it was cold and that biting wind. And yeah, it was, it was a bad. shit yeah, storm. On. It was just, yeah, it was <laughs> there. So it was like, okay, you know, we've got a new year starting pretty soon. Now, hey, so why why is it now please explain to me uh, a normie a soccer normie who who by the way loved watching you know the world cup this year and i love watching the world cup every four years but why can't it be like the nhl where it's sudden death like a Sidney crosby golden goal like why do we have to have this why can't it just be first goal wins in overtime when did i get here before you i make the rules of course it makes doesn't it make perfect sense but there must be a, a reason they changed but it. To but especially, especially in the ultimate match, the championship right. match. Right. You know, when you go the Wimbledon final, for example, it's not, you know, you don't go to a tiebreaker. You, you got to keep playing. You keep playing until there's a legit winner. Now, right. eventually tennis modified its rules to add a tiebreaker, different types of tiebreakers, where you wouldn't have to win, you know, 27 games to 25 games. Right. But 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 only in the only in the majors, you see. And so we want to come up with a way in all sports so that you know it's fair. Everything from video replay, video assistant, it's that it's part of every sport now, right? That's that's a given. Which means if you go to cheer a goal or something, you know your 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 enthusiasm is tempered. It's tempered because you're not sure if it's really right. a goal, even though you saw it with your own eyes. Right. Right. You, there's somewhere in there going, I know what it's, is it on side? Yeah. Week, but we right. got to wait. We got to wait. Right. Now, in nowhere else in life do you have to do that. Like, think about it. There's no other, you know, you get instant gratification. You know, that, okay, that happened. Okay, that happened. But like, you know, that to me, that's just like, I go, he's going, there's, there's maybe a half a second of pure joy and then worry. Right. Yeah. It looked good. I mean, is it possible they could call that one back? Right. Right. And, and, you know, even and it started with like in football, you know, you see a play, a guy scores a touchdown. And then you see in the corner of your screen flag on the play, little flag, little thing. Before that, you'd have to wait for the announcer to go, there's a flag on the play. And then, Oh, then the TV camera would have a shot of the flag lying on the ground. Right. Right. And then bring up that kind of thing. But now it's like, so we're used to I, we, our decision. How many seconds is it going to take? Five seconds to find out that there was a flag and this one might come back and you're going, that's holding or whatever it is, right? Or the announcer's already stepped in to go, that's going to be holding on number 63. So when you're, you know, like the idea is watching sports to me is you want to get the, like the, the whole picture. You want to take it all in. And when that puck goes in the net or that ball goes in the basket or that field goal goes through the upper, whatever it is. You should be able to just go, oh, my God, that's fantastic. And you had for hundreds of years. That's the way the fan reacted. Not hundreds, but a hundred years. That's the way the fan reacted. But no, lately, no. Today's fan is like watching the game, sees it, watching live, right. watching it live, and then immediately, as soon as the play is, going to their device to see, like, you know, because you're 15 seconds behind if you watch it on television, of course. Somebody's already got it up there. Nice right. goal by Matthews. You're like, what the fuck? Right, right. Happens all the time. So now this, 
this this idea of real time is it, there's it's like suspended because you're just you need that and then and then of course the, then then the worst is when they go yeah, we have a good goal and then the guy goes hey and by then it's like it's not the same right you want that spontaneous combustion of Okay, because Messi scores in extra time, overtime, whatever we call it in soccer, extra time. Extra time. Extra time, overtime. Okay, so Messi scores. Correct. And we know, of course, the game's not over because we know the rule's going in. But in a, in a perfect world, that's it. Like, that goal is go no, nuts, crazy. But that's just it. The commentators, I believe, said, if I'm not mistaken, that's the winning goal. Oh, really? Like they had already said that. it was the winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was whatever, four minutes to go or seven minutes to go in the extra time period. But we're so used to, wait a second, that's, except for basketball, for example, where you've got to play the entire five-minute oh, overtime period. Right. Right? You can't just, okay, we got the first basket, we win. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Although someone did suggest that. Oh, if you, win the, you know, you win the tip. Or each team has to have possession once, and then the next possession. Right. If you hit a three, they've got to hit a three to tie it. And, right. You know, but, but there's no issue with the timing in basketball. No one's going, fuck, these games take too long. Basketball's over in a couple of hours. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, it's just the world. It's the World Cup. It's like the world is watching, ladies and gentlemen. Come on over. They're gonna do penalty kicks, and you're going, "Oh my God, we've already substituted our four best scorers because <laughs> their tongues were hanging out after 118 minutes, right? And they just played four matches in seven days, and they're dead, right? And we can't use them in the penalty shootout. So here's just here's Gustav over here. He's right. a defender. He <laughs> he's never even tried a penalty kick in his life, but he, he's on the field. He's on the roster. Right. He's you know we substituted him in the 119th minute, and, right. and now we're down to this dude. This is the way you want it to decide. No, 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 no. You've got to play, play sudden death, and you've got to do it in such a way that it's fair, obviously, but you don't kill the guys. So the suggestion of play sudden death Messi's goal would have been the sudden death winner right Everybody right. goes home Messi scores the winner that would have been the ultimate he scores the 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 golden goal the the, yeah. the, the sudden death winner yeah well, well, well why not right. I mean each team will get well I'm not going to say each team will get possession but it would be awfully rare to see the team that you know w- that takes the face off at center field in the overtime just go right down the field and score the way they do in football right no Right. So we don't have to worry about that. So, okay, here we go, folks. Sudden, we've played 90 minutes plus plus stoppage time, mm-hmm. you know, injury time, whatever. All right, we get, couldn't decide a winner. Here's the ball. Next goal wins. What's wrong with that? So, and Perfect. maybe after 15 minutes, if it's still scoreless, each team drops a player. Now you're playing with 10 men. And then now you're playing with nine men. Now that's going to be exciting. You're going to have some wide open game here. It's not going to be the same, you know, maybe back and forth. So that I'd like to see that because really that was a shame. I mean, if you're going to lose in pen, on penalty kicks, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, and, but again, only in the championships, you can't right. have that during the regular. Oh season. no, I'm, would, I'm, I'm with would, you. The Just the uh, ultimate die. game. Right. I'm and even you. in the penalty, even in the semifinal to have it, you know, decided on penalty kicks is a shitty way to win. Yeah. Shitty way to win. Well, that's how the NHL does it. Where, you know, we do the uh, whatever, but, three on three yeah. and then the shootout. And then when it matters. But not, in, but not in the playoffs. But not in the playoffs. And I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Have you noticed uh, during the holidays, if you're watching any uh, sports on TV, that TSN and Sportsnet are using a lot of, you know, a lot of talent that normally does not work, you know, regular shifts, right? I mean, the, the regulars are on holidays, right? And the programming is such that, you know, on like Christmas Day, there's no new stuff except for NBA and you're, you need just someone sort of to fill in, maybe do a little sports center there or whatever. So uh, I'm watching TSN, I'm watching sports and, and I, I don't know some of these people, like, you know, I'm pretty up on 
you know, the, you know, the, the, the talent, I guess. I saw this one guy the other night. I'd never seen him on the air before. Last night, there were two guys who were dressed exactly the same. It was like, remember the early days of TSN where they wore the black jackets with the TSN logo? Sure. Right. And, yeah. the, and they all wore the same stupid striped tie. Like it was okay. a uniform for a couple of years. You know, me and Jim were wearing fucking, you know, Nehru jackets, earrings. Well, I was anyway, you know, <laughs> yes, collar you tips, leather ties. Right? These, these guys on some sport. Hello, everyone. You know, we all look the same. So last night on TSN, the two dudes were dressed exactly the same. It was like watching, what's that? Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, that's Except funny. One guy was white and one guy wasn't white. And they both looked the same. They both had gray suits, white shirts, gray ties. I'm like, oh, geez. Well, like Reservoir Dogs, right? They all dress the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there you go. Reservoir <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> and meantime, so I'm watching. So one guy's pretty good and one guy is not so good, right? Mm. Uh, on the other channel, two guys, both white. One of them is a sidekick on another show. Uh, and the other guy does these, uh, uh, these annoying gambling segments. And he looks evil. This the other guy kind of. Oh, I know the guy. I've like Snidely Whiplash. He reminds sure. me of Snidely Whiplash. The other, and he's funny. He's funny. Sort of um, I don't know, a little offbeat kind of a thing like that. All right, but he's kind of got that look, like, and he's twirling his mustache. So these are all the you know the regular anchors are on holidays, and all the scrubs, the second stringers, are getting some airtime. You know, a lot of new faces. You know, who is? And I hear voices. I'm telling you, I'll hear the voice doing the voiceover, and I'm like, who, I don't know, who is that? Is that, I don't know. Have you found that? I know watching soccer, when I'm listening to some of the British guys, I'm like, I can't tell. Is that, is that Andy Townsend or is that Matt, Matt Holland? Well, he's going, great play that, you know, and I can't do the accent, right? But you're listening going, mm, who is that? Like certain voices are distinctive and sure. others are like, they sound the same. For sure. Absolutely. Sound the same. All right. The Maple Leafs choked and gagged on the Phoenix Coyotes for the second time this year. Oh. Fucking Leafs have lost eight games in regulation all year. Two of them to Phoenix. Like, but I mean, that's kind of par for the course. Not not just Leafs, just in sports, right? The games you're expected to win, you lose. The time you come, look at the Raptors. They go up against, was it Orlando a while ago? Like the team, you know, and they lost like back-to-back games to these schlubs. It happens. And then they turn around and beat the best teams. That's that's a beautiful thing about sports. Um, but two losses to Phoenix? Last night, the Yotes came from behind in the third period to win 6-3 to three at the 5,000-seat barn known as the Mullet Arena. All right? The Mullet Arena is going to be their home for the next three, four years. It's named after a benefactor, Mrs. Mullet. I don't know what her hair looked like, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's, anyway. As one Twitter uh, wag mentioned, um, the lighting uh, for those Canadian-Italian Hockey League games at George Bell Arena, the lighting there was better than the lighting at the Mullet Arena. I'll bet, yeah. Like walking the fucking show Dark Shadows. What the hell is going on here? Like watching sometimes the lighting when they have those outdoor games. Yeah. With the glare and the, what's going on here, right? Um, yeah, it's just goofy, the Mullet Arena. Um, anyway, Morgan Riley returned last night after a 15-game absence, had an assist. But... But the big guns didn't show up. And, I, you know, am I wrong? But when you, if you go back to your hometown, should you not have a big game? Like, Or as, as Gene Valaitis points out, right now on your YouTube channel, the convert, like basically you party and you're hungover, so you have a shit game. It's possible. And they had beaten St. Louis a couple nights earlier in overtime. And I want to get to the penalty shot in overtime in a couple of minutes because that to me was just wacky. But anyway, if I was to say, like if, you, if on your bingo card last night, yeah. For Maple Leaf goal scorers, you had you had Holmberg, Yarncrock, and Kerfoot. All right, man, that's a lottery pick right there. Like, 
No Matthews, no Marner, no Nylander. Like, what's going on? No bunting? Okay, look, you can't win them all. I get it. They've only lost eight you know, games in reg. They're playing good hockey, the Leafs. I mean, you know, who am I to complain? Come on, really? Mm-hmm. I'd like to, but I can't. They're still in good shape. they got 50 points, nine less than Boston, who's like Boston is really good. Yeah. But didn't Boston, I think, lost the other night to a shit team. It's just, it's, you know, there is parity, I think, in the NHL. I really, I mean, on any, if I say to you on any night, this team, can, any team can beat any other team, that's pretty true. I'm not sure that's the case in the NBA. I think on any given night, you can, you know, this team could kick the crap out of any team. Yeah, well, it's always been that way in the NBA. Absolutely. More so, more so. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the Leafs are uh, five points up on Tampa. Tampa won back-to-back games. Um, Vasilevsky played back-to-back, beat Montreal, and last night beat the Rangers. Who plays back-to-back games goalies anymore? No, it's so rare. Yeah. Wow, eh? So, yeah, they're five up on Tampa. Tampa, though, Tampa's got the goaltending. I don't know if we got the goaltending to go long-term. We'll see. Um, Next up for Toronto, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, Saturday night in Denver. Our Raptors may not have hit rock bottom, but they can can clearly see the basement floor. (laughs) There it is, right? It's getting close. We don't like this. Raps waxed by Memphis 119-106 at the bank last night. They fell behind by 10 after the first quarter, and they never recovered. The starting lineup was Coloco, Hernan Gomez, Siakam, OG, and Scotty Barnes. No Fred Van Vliet in the lineup, and a pretty thin bench, if you ask me. That's not going to work when you're taking on the likes of John Morant, who's so good. And so much fun to watch. You know, even if you're not a basketball fan or you don't know about the league, I mean, this guy is just, he's wonderful to watch. And he's got this, this is perpetual grin, smile, something, bemused look, whatever it is. I love this guy. I'm not a fan of, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Phoenix, uh, um, the Memphis Grizzlies, but but I like this job around, man. He's fun to watch. Seven, uh, 19 points, 17 um, dimes. Guy's beautiful to lead the way. Dylan Brooks had 25. Steven Adams, a monster inside with 14 points and 17 rebounds. Uh, the Raptors led by Siakam with 25. Gary Trent scored 20 off the bench. Raptors 10 of 28 from three-point land. Man, if you can't hit the three, you're dead in this league, man. You've got to hit your threes, and the Raps just can't do it. And when you're giving up 119 points a game, not going to work. So there are going to be some changes. And um, now they're not, not even in a play-in position now. Right, they've slipped to 11th in the conference at 15 and 20. No rest for the weary tonight in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Good luck. Been watching the Raptors at all, Mike? Uh, you know, this whole week has been like a just seen nothing. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't seen much. That's why I, I needed my Hebsy on sports to get caught up here. And really, what I wanted to do when well, I'm uh, doing all the work for both of us, you haven't done any, <laughs> nothing to do. As, with sports? Hey, you watched any nothing as usual? Uh, yeah, watched very little, but. I have been paying attention to the uh, the Blue Jays Blue Jays moves, and I would like I was aching for your take on the Varsho move, and uh, finally I get it. Like I waited two weeks for this, so can you please tell me what should I think about the Blue Jays uh, moves? Uh, here's the achy breaky takey. Okay, uh, Dalton Varsho will certainly improve the Toronto Blue Jays uh, defensively. A left-handed bat can hit with some power. Not a high average hitter, but that's okay. Um, but his offensive contribution, will it be enough to replace the bat of Teoscar Hernandez? The answer to me, no. Uh, somewhat yes, but no, you still need another outfielder. But having said that, you now have um, maybe the best defensive outfield, in certainly in the division. 
I don't know about in all of baseball. I haven't really gone over the other teams yet, but you've got three natural center fielders and they say they're going to play Varsho and left start, which, which I'm, I think that's because they haven't gotten their fourth outfielder yet, or there may be another outfielder to come along. Maybe a Robbie Grossman, maybe a guy like Trey Mancini guys who can play left field. I think Varsho is your center fielder or your right fielder. I think you've got to move either Springer or Kiermaier, but no, none of those guys has ever played left field. I think Varsho's played the most. He's played like seven games. They're all natural center fielders, and most natural center fielders go to right field uh, at, if they can't, you know, cover the ground in center. But we'll see what happens. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Three natural center fielders. Two of them are left-hand bats. You need one more outfielder. Uh, Ross Atkins still trying to improve the bullpen. I like the addition of Chris Bassett. I think I mentioned that in our last uh, podcast. And, and also, maybe uh, Hyun Jin Ryu will be ready for July after Tommy John surgery, which it could be a nice surprise. Maybe Kikuchi bounces back. I don't know. Mitch White. Spring training starts in seven weeks. Talk to me then. But so far, I'm I'm very happy. With but Hebsy, we gave up a you know a pretty penny to to uh, secure Varsho. Like this is a the top prospect. Oh no no no! You got it wrong, Mike. Okay, talk you got to it me. Wrong. Well, you, that's why I'm here. No, no, they overpaid. Varsho's a, a stud. Okay. They overpaid. We don't know about Moreno. We, no. We, I mean, there's lots of upside there, but right. we don't know. We don't know if and when, if he's going to mature into a, you know, a great ball player. It's all potential. When you right. trade a young guy, it, it's potential. Sure. Sometimes it win. You know, you trade away Michael Young, he becomes an all-star. Hey, at the time, you didn't need him. And the guy you got for the guy we got for him is going to be great. He's a young guy, Varsho. So we're going to be okay. okay. I'm not worried at all. I think they, I mean, I think we, I think not only did the Jays get the better of the deal, I think we underpaid to get this guy. Okay. I would have given up more. Lourdes was nothing. Nothing's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Nothing, nothing. Um, a terrible fielder as well. Uh, and Tasker, not a very good fielder at all. So you replace him with a great fielder. And Moreno, we don't know. We don't know. He, Moreno might end up being an outfielder as opposed to a catcher. I don't know. Right. He's a very versatile guy, but again, lots of upside, but we, we haven't seen enough of this guy to say that he's, he's going to be part of the Blue Jays' future. How's he going to get past Kirk? How's he going to get past Jansen? And it's an interesting little wrinkle and Varsha's, here. And uh, right. a catcher as well. I was about to say that, that he can, he can play Beautiful. And catch. How many, check, how many boxes are you checking? <laughs> left-handed hitter? Check. Great defensive outfielder? Check. A power from the left? Check. Okay. Can catch? Check. Okay. All right. The world... Good. The World Junior Hockey Championship, run by Hockey Canada, is going on right now in Halifax and Moncton. I'm sure they're thrilled down in Halifax and Moncton. Sure, you don't get much down there. Support for the team is massive, even with the dark cloud hanging over Hockey Canada in light of, uh, I don't have to tell you, sexual assault, uh, allegations, incidents, the the, the board, the corruption, everything. Break it down. Investigations continue amidst the pageantry and hoopla in Atlantic Canada. You know, woo, Connor Bernard, woo, Canada. Forget about all that other stuff. I don't blame them. What are they going to do? You know, and now, hey, hi, James Duffy here. And here we are with the panel. We got Bob McKenzie. We got Cheryl Pounder. We got the O-Duck. Hey, let's bring in Rick Westhead. Rick, what's happening with, with all the, with Hockey Canada? Uh, come on, update us on what's going on. You know, come on, let's give us the good news, Rick. No. Not going to happen. That's for something else. I'm not talking about that. We don't want to hear about that. We want to hear about beating Germany <laughs> with a blitzkrieg. And then Austria. Right. And next, Hungary. 
We're going to be Hungary next. <laughs> Und Romania. What the fuck? When we beat a good team, let me know. Right. Until then, shut the fuck up. Well, we got ooh, hammered, we right? A, ooh, we set a record against Germany. <laughs> Mike, you, me, and four of your neighbors could give Germany a good run. Come on. Right. Right. These are the, these, this isn't the pros. These are, the, these are kids. These are kids. The, the German under 18, under 20s are, come on, man. Austria, how did they get in? Do we have Israel too? Are they in this pool? If you're going to have this, make it the best nations only. Don't be adding these other, oh, let's make it nice for, oh, Austria can say, guess what? We were in. We, we played against these guys. Yeah, you got your clocks cleaned. The shots were 67 to 8. That's no fun. Just give me the best nations, okay? Give me the Russians. Give me the Czech, Czechs, Czech, Czechs, Czechs. What do you Czechia. call them? Czechia. Czechia. That, that's not Czechia, though. That's different. Right, that's different. That's different. Czechia. Give me the Czechs. Give me the Swedes. I mean, the Finns, the Americans, the Canadians, Russians, right? After that, come on. Slovaks, yeah, we got Swiss, but come on. But don't, but don't give me Austria. Until Austria can prove that they can play with these teams, the juniors, don't give me Austria. And don't give me Germany, okay? It's great for the numbers for Canadians. Years from now, we're going to go, you know, Jordan Everly's record was broken, you know, smashed by Connor Bedard. He had 74 goals, 23 of them against Austria. 11 against Germany, you know, 16 against Poland, and nine against the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> yeah, they had a team in the World Hockey Championship. Didn't you know that, the juniors? It's always been this way. Always been this anyway, way. Anyway, I'm exaggerating, but I, I mean, know. you know you know what I'm talking about. I know. Man. We I beat mean, up on these. I don't even know about uh... our goaltending. I can't tell you if we have good goaltending no. or not. Didn't look like it in the first game. I can't tell for the last two games. No. You're playing a bunch of, you're playing, you're playing to Austria. Who's next? We got a, uh, a decent team Austria. next? Name me. Go ahead and name me Austrian <laughs> no, players. I can't I'll give you that. one. The captain of the Austrian national, Jeff Geiger, a former buddy of mine, played for the Ottawa 67s. Played for the Austrian team when it was, it was, said, it was said to him, you know, your grandfather's from Austria, right? Escaped the freaking Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? You can play for the Austrian national team. You can go to Austria. You're a, non, you're a non-import. Beautiful. So a lot of these guys that go... So there aren't even enough Austrians who aren't from Austria right. who have Austrian relatives to put together a team that can get 10 shots on goal against Canada. Come on. I don't want to watch that when it all comes. So are you watching or I, not? Uh, like, are I you- watch some of it, but I, and I know Connor Bedard is good, but I, the other night I couldn't watch once it was five or six, whatever. I couldn't watch anymore. I couldn't watch anymore. The horn goes off forever. How about the other night when they scored their ninth goal and whoever scored it was so fucking embarrassed. He didn't go and do the, the 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 the, uh, the you know the, the 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 punch the fist bump with with all of his teammates on the bench he was embarrassed well that's the way it should be like kind of nothing man you're not gonna do fist bumps uh, uh. no 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 no, no. I don't want that but anyway. what are, I don't understand like if you did this on the woman in the women's game you'd have two teams at every tournament like how are these teams like Austria gonna improve if we don't invite them to the big show like you gotta well, have a have, have a different pool let them play against each other let let the austrians play against the germans and against the, so let them play that let them develop in that pool and then and then when they're good enough okay then they can come and play with the big boys or i should say the big boys the young guys the under 20 do you remember that anyway, olympic game when uh, martin gerber stopped us and switzerland beat us and it was yeah like, but that's olympics we're talking okay. about kids here sure okay come on you know as well as i do but this kid how old is this kid 17? Connor Bedard? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Come on, man. They don't have 17-year-olds playing like that in Germany and in Austria. 
No, not, not outside of dry cycle. And even Shane Wright, who's an NHL, was the number one pick, right? Not wasn't the number one, first round pick, yeah. And right. got sent, you know, back to junior. And I mean, come on, not fair, not fair. So we're great, but we're beating the shit out of lousy teams. But I have a question on this tournament, which uh, prior to a couple of years ago, I think I watched every Canada game. Like this was appointment viewing for me. I was a really big fan. In the last two tournaments, I've like I haven't watched. I've watched like two minutes of it this year. Like. Basically, all the sexual uh, assault allegations and all the payoffs and everything have taken this bloom off the rose for me. But what are the like? I don't know. Do you have any insight into uh, is the country watching? Like, are they getting anything close? Oh, I'm to- sure they are. It's because it's a tradition. I don't. It's I'm not whole- too. I'm not as sure as you. Like, it doesn't feel the same. Like for me, but God, for you, it doesn't. And but I, but I mean, I can't be alone. Like, uh, I think people can separate what had happened in the past and the board of directors, you know, these faceless, you know, people or whatever right. versus these young kids who you're rooting for. You're rooting because they're the kids. You're rooting for kids. Right. Yeah. You're rooting for these young Canadian kids who could be your neighbors. In fact, we're watching the game the other day and my, uh, uh, and my girlfriend's son, who's, you know, is a hockey player. Right. Sort of, Elliot Lake. Didn't that, didn't that kid there didn't, wasn't, didn't you play with him? And yeah, right. he played for the young Nats. Right. So you've got, you know, again, everybody is, there's like two degrees of separation, one degree of separation between you, most Canadians, and these kids and their families that are following them, right? And the games are in Halifax, which means that it's everybody in Canada can watch. It's not like, you know, get up at 4 a.m. to watch this game or something like that. Sure. But, you know, I have, there's a lot of, of other things that are going on as well. And, um, and again, like, let me know when they play Sweden. Then I'll watch. But, okay. you know, hey. Come on, let's go watch Canada Austria. Let's go watch our guys kick the shit. No, it's no fun. Out of these Viennese, the Viennese no fun. But we part. got hammered no. pretty good because I caught a couple of minutes of the Czechia Czech Republic match, and we got beat pretty good. Like, so there's a decent team that oh, hammered there's us. There's a big expectation. Oh no, but did you say people were just going like, "What the fuck is this? Fuck off, Canada! Don't give us this shit!" Like, really, like laying into mm. these guys. Like, you know, we expect to win. We expect to win the World Junior Championship every year. Of course. Right. Of course. All right. Sad news. The world lost an icon yesterday when the great soccer star Pele passed away at the age of 82, much like Muhammad Ali. He, he preceded Muhammad Ali when it came to popularity. Um, Pele was known uh, the world over from the time he was 17 years of age and led Brazil to the 1958 World Cup. He remains the only man to win three different World Cups. He was born Edson Arantes do Nascimento in one of Brazil's poorest neighborhoods and rose to become the greatest soccer player of all time. And with all due respect to Lionel Messi and the rest, Pelé was the greatest. First saw him in 1975 at Varsity Stadium. He played for the New York Cosmos. He came out of retirement. They, they waved a lot of money at him. The Cosmos and said, look, we need to save this league, the North American mm. Soccer League, and you're the guy to do it. And he came out of retirement um, um, I, I, like a month earlier. Big news, big signing. He's going to play for the New York Cosmos. And like the Toronto Metros were averaging, I don't know, maybe 4,000 fans a game, maybe, you know, in the North American Soccer League. And boom, Pele. And so this, the place was packed. Wow. The Varsity Stadium with over 20,000. There was, they say, I think another 4,000 fans trying to get into the game, Right. Um, of which some succeeded, including myself and my buddy. Wow. We couldn't get tickets to this game. We vaulted the freaking fence. Okay. There was like eight security guards. They weren't yeah, prepared. Yeah, Varsity Stadium, you can do that. They for weren't sure. prepared. Yeah, yeah, the old yeah. Varsity, they were not prepared. Right. Okay. And plus, right. we had jumped in. We had gotten into games before. We had gotten into Toronto Rifles games in the Continental Football League. Wow. They had a team. Okay. Four down football. They played at Varsity Stadium. The same thing. You could, you know, if you were, if you were faster than the security guard, 
you could you could vault the fence, you run around the back of the behind the goalpost, grab a seat in the bleachers, and they would never find you. How did he play? So, like at that point in his because he's out of retirement. So is he in his late thirties? Oh, oh, he was terrible. He, he was, was terrible. terrible. He played awful. He had he just did not play well. He wasn't in shape really, and I think he had an injury. And and plus the guys for the Metros were kicking at him. You know, by this time he's I don't know. Like late thirties? What late are we at? Thirties, yeah, yeah. Late thirties, yeah, right. yeah. Late thirties. Right. Well, he was seventeen in nineteen fifty-eight. So figure that one out. Okay. Born in nineteen forty. Yeah. So he would have been thirty-five. Okay. Thirty-five years old, but not in great shape. And he and and people were booing because people were like, "This is the great Pele." Right. This is him. Like, did not look good. Like, I'm telling you. And Toronto kicked the snot out of them anyway. Toronto had a good team. Three nothing. They beat them. And then later, I think later that summer they came back. He might have been injured, and then. The following year and then the year after that. So, you know, he, he, I think he came to Toronto three or four times. Um, spoke, he did not speak any English. Everything was done through a Portuguese interpreter. I wasn't in the media at the time for the first one. But when he came back in 77, I was. And I was there. I had the microphone going. And you, I could still hear him speaking with that deep voice in Portuguese. Right. And, of course, a lot of Portuguese in Toronto. And, man, they ate up everything. And Johnny Lombardi and Chin were all there. It was, sure. it was wild. It was good. So you saw him play, which is amazing, uh, even though he was past his prime. But uh, can you please talk to me, like in the Gen X here, who we never saw him play, but we've always, like my whole life, Pele has been this like, this godlike figure, the GOAT, the greatest player of all time. How, can you give me like a sense of how good was he? I can't because you'd have to go to YouTube. Okay. He did things, he did things that no one else ever did. And now every move you ever see by every soccer player, Pele did it first. So go to YouTube and educate yourself, man. Or and go see the movie Victory. Victory with Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine and Pele. Where okay. he where he it's a prison. He plays on the prison soccer team. They're all POWs <laughs> in the Second World War. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Well, what what a loss for the world. I don't know if there's a more famous person in the world. Like no, that. no, no, no. Not since Muhammad Ali passed away. Not since Nelson Mandela. So, you know what I mean? You're talking yeah. about a worldwide figure and a mythical figure that and like the greatest ambassador soccer ever had. By far. Right. Loved young kids, wanted, wanted, wanted uh, his people to be educated. They, they lost two generations of education with the corruption in, in Brazil. And, the, you know, the education system suffered the worst. Right. He was a great man and um, a terrible loss. What a loss. Okay. The World Cup. Uh, great to see Messi and Argentina win, but the shootout rule, like we said, has got to be scrapped. Uh, for all the beautiful things soccer has to offer, the championship game at the World Cup has to be decided by sudden death overtime. Okay, winning on penalties, like I said, is like winning a game of rock, paper, scissors. It just, it's the most <laughs> empty feeling. First of all, any player who was taken off in the previous 120 minutes cannot return to the pitch for penalties. I don't like that. You've got players who rarely take penalties out there at the most crucial moment, the most crucial moment. They're not prepared for it. They shouldn't be either. You want your best on best. Scrap the 30-minute extra period. Play sudden death. Reduce the number of players on the pitch every 15 minutes. You will have a legitimate winning goal. It may not be pretty. Guys will be dog-tired. But you're going to get a break, a three-on-one, a two-on-one, something in the open field. Um, and you will have winners. Um, no, but no more was to shoot up. Could not agree more. And I'll just point out something interesting Brian mentioned earlier when I was stealing your thunder off the top because I for, I didn't realize we hadn't recorded since the World Cup final. It feels like 100 years ago now. But another move the coaches make is that as the game is winding down, they start to sub in players who are good at 
penalty kicks. Like, so you start Correct. like specialists almost. It's almost like Correct. the reason you carry that, you carry, oh, Donovan Bailey's on the Blue Jays because we might need a pinch runner who can steal second base or whatever. No, no, 100%. That's exactly right. If you know that there's a, ch- look, once you go into overtime, extra time, uh, the two 15 minute halves yeah. of, uh, you know, the 30 minute extra period. Right. Um, once, once you're there and you're subbing, you're so, su- yeah, for sure. You're subbing in guys that can score. But the, but that but but their penalty and can shoot penalty that's for sure. Like the that's spirit of soccer. Now you're sub, in, yeah. Right. Sorry, go ahead. If you're a sub, you know you're, you're going to be subbed on late. You'd better be prepared to take penalty kicks. Right. You better be practicing those penalty kicks. Right. But not all of them. And again, if you get past the certain, like you know, it's it's five kicks. You know, sometimes you get to the fourth, fifth guy. You know, here's so and so who's never like you know, a young guy. Like, oh Jesus Christ! And and the net looks a lot smaller now. And, yeah. You know, I don't want it to end that way. I never want to see it end where a guy misses. A great save, sure. A phenomenal save, great. But a guy misses, like Harry Kane, when he hit it over the bar against France. Right. right. Okay, while I'm at it, TJ Brody was awarded a penalty shot in overtime the other night when he was pulled down on a breakaway, okay? And why would TJ Brody have a breakaway? Because it's overtime, it's three on three. It just was one of those things. Sure. Uh, and you know you know, uh, overtime in the NHL is uh, like a fire drill. Where's You know, bad change. It's crazy. Um, I'm sure the Maple Leafs would have loved to have declined the penalty shot and taken a two-minute power play instead, but it's not an option. Like in the NFL, you can decline the penalty. No, right. no, no. We'll take the play, right? right? So in this case here, why would the Maple Leafs not? not and this is a serious question. Uh-huh. What would the NHL consider in that case saying, you know what? We don't want the penalty shot. We don't want it. He's not a good penalty shooter. We don't want that. We want the power play. Can we have the power play instead? The ref goes, Oh, sure. Okay. Up to you. You can have the option. Now I always thought about this in golf in golf. If you had the best score, if you made a birdie on the previous hole and the other guy made a par, you get the honors. I always thought you should be able to defer if you wanted to. So you know what? I don't like the way the wind's blowing. I want him to go first. Mm. Right? Same Which makes as a sense. Coin toss. Same as a coin toss in football. You want this end or do you want the ball? Makes which sense. one? Yeah. You choose. Yeah. If you take the ball, they get the choice of which, when they want the end. They'll take the end with the, with the wind in the second half, all that shit. Right. Why not? Why not introduce it? Why not? That's all I'm saying. Because you don't want TJ Brody taking a penalty shot in overtime. You don't want that. You want the power play. You want the four on three, baby. You're going to score. Much better chance. So anyway, he misses the penalty shot. The Leafs end up winning anyway in overtime. But my point is, can we change the rule? Could we do it? Is it possible? So the idea of this, if you yeah. have an advantage, should you, um, with that advantage, you should have the option, no matter what it is, the option of, yeah, I'll go first. I'll take the ball. Uh, I'll take the penalty. I'll take the penalty instead of the penalty shot. I'll decline that to take that. Or have Why not? Make it like soccer. Like in soccer, we're used to now, oh, there's a penalty kick, and then Messi's taking it, even though the penalty wasn't on Messi. Right, right. Right? You can, yeah, the other one is, again, if that's not the case, then designate a player. Does it have to be a player who was on the ice? Yeah, but maybe that's, it sure, should be. Sure, yeah, sure, should be okay, a, on the okay. Ice. a player who's on the ice yeah. can take the, okay, all right, that's fine. So, Same as a player. So let Nylander take it. And, yeah, yeah whatever, but yeah. not, but not. I mean, you know, here's DJ Brody on a breakaway. First of all, seeing him on a breakaway is late, right? The other one is now I got to watch TJ Brody wind up for a penalty shot. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> to win the game? No. Right. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, come on. Lumbering defenseman, sniper. Who would you rather have taken the penalty? We're shot? right. We're rewriting all the rules today, Hebsey. 
Yeah. Well, I've been watching some, mm-hmm. and there are some dumb rules still in, in sport. Right. A lot of dumb rules. Hey, but I will say I like, and I know a we're going to a lot t- of dumb rules in sport. We're going to not. We're going to yes. Tons gonna, of them. Tons gonna, of them. You're okay. You had a birdie last hole. You're honored. The wind is blowing a thousand miles an hour. I don't want to go first. Right. You have. I to, like that change. Why do I have to? Because you do. Why can't I have the option? I mean, I just made a birdie. I'd like the option. No, you have to go first. So I know we're going to talk I don't NFL. I want to go first. I'm going to hit it in the water. I don't know what club to hit. I want to watch him hit it in the water first. Anyway, I, I like your change I've there. always had a beef about that. I've always had a beef about that. <laughs> Makes sense. That. Makes sense. So we're going to talk NFL now, but I'll just go on the record to say, I actually like the NFL rules as it is now, where like the, the, the field goal doesn't end the game. Now the other team gets a chance, but the touchdown ends the game. Like I actually like that. Yeah, that's a good one. It took them a while to figure it out, but let's face it, for years... The rule was a dumb one because you win a coin toss, you get the ball, you drive yeah. downfield, you score, the game's over. Right, right. Field no goal fair. ends the game. No That's fair. bullshit. Because it's about a game of possession. Right. Whereas in hockey, you do a face-off. Even if the team wins the face-off, the likelihood of them never giving up possession of that puck and scoring, right? And you going, oh, we never had a chance to touch the puck is a bit different than, you know, they've got the football and four downs to get down. You know, four more downs of more than a kick a field goal game's over. Thanks very much for coming up. So, Hebsy, after um, your NFL uh, update here, I have a question for you from the YouTube about the NFL. So, Well, can you ask me the question now? And oh, yeah, if you want. my other thing? Okay, Instead sure. Of doing my other thing and worrying about a question well, that's I'm, coming. You know, the worry about it. For, <laughs> well, like, <laughs> okay. What's your question? Uh, ask Hebsy about roughing quarterback calls. I am mm-hmm. at a loss on it. Can't land uh, on the quarterback, yeah. but in tackling it. Cannot touch naturally. the quarterback. Yeah. You cannot touch the quarterback. Now, that is completely the opposite of the original intent of football, which was, from a defensive standpoint, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Right. That's Al Davis. You must punish the other team's <laughs> quarterback. Right. That's the way the game should be played. Now, you too many injuries to quarterbacks. Sorry. Sorry. But this is a physical, violent game. And if I'm 280 pounds and I've just been taking on a 320 pounder that's trying to knock me to the ground and I get by him and I'm full speed coming at you and you're about to throw the football and I got a clean shot at you and what I got to pull up. I got a tight. What is it? Two handed touch. We're playing. I can take a look at some of the old quarterbacks, in the NFL. Okay. You want to play quarterback? You're going to bleed. You're, yeah, you're going to get a concussion, getting a fucking broken jaw. You, you're going to try shit like that? That's right. So that's the type of quarterback that should be playing in the NFL. But the rules now in the pocket, look, Josh Allen is awesome, man. Yeah. Now, at the end of Josh Allen's career, he, he may have and likely will have some pain after playing in the National Football League. His joints are going to be sore. Maybe more than that. He's going to have headaches. He might have trouble sleeping. But when you play this game of football, you're aware of the risks. You just are. And so, you know, roughing the passer is, yeah, man, don't touch the quarterback. Whereas it used to be, go, hit the quarterback. Give give him a shot. I can make him pay. He wants to stand in there, he'll let him take it. And everybody was fine with that. Everyone was fine with that for years. And then, oh my God, look at look at the concussions. Look at CTE. Look what's happening to these guys. Th- these are the marquee players. If they're getting injured all the time, who's going to come out and watch football games? Right? 
Joe Namath, 70 operations. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. And so, and you see some of these guys now and they're not so quick, you know, they don't, they're not so sharp, you know, whacked enough times, you know, you're in pain. And if you're in pain, maybe you're taking painkillers or maybe you've, I don't know. So that's football. It's a violent game. All right. And you got to better be prepared to get hit and you can only be protected so much. And that ground is hard. That tundra is frozen. It's hard. You hit the ground, you hit the ground hard. You choose to, to play it. You know, you, you suffer the consequences. Fans love it. Bloodlust. I love football. Love it. The harder they hit, the better. Just as long as it's not to the head. Ooh. NFL regular season's got two more weeks, Mike. I, I, I honestly thought, I honestly thought last week, I'm going, oh, it's Christmas. It's the final week, right? I mean, playoffs. No, two more weeks. Two. Okay. The Super Bowl is in April this year. <laughs> they're playing all through january there's two more weeks okay uh last night the cowboys beat tennessee 27 13 and moved to 12 and 4 on the season that's two consecutive 12 win seasons and two more weeks to go mm. the buffalo bills play the monday nighter in cincinnati so that's monday so that's january 2nd then the following week the what is it the, let me look at my calendar here the 8th of january mm-hmm. is the final week right and they host and they host new england so Buffalo, January 8th, at home, what do you think the weather is going to be like? Eh, let's take a guess. Have a, take a shot. Cold. Not, not December the 8th when it was bad enough. January the 8th. Okay, a couple more weeks. You know, NFL, you got to pay these guys, man. As much, you know, it used to be the Super Bowl was like the second week of January. It was done. Christmas, the week of Christmas was the playoffs. There was a week of break, and then and then the Super Bowl was like the eighth, ninth, tenth, and then it was the fifteenth, then it was the twenty third of January, then it was the last week of January, and now it's like the second week of February. Like the playoffs don't begin till the fifteenth of January. That's nuts. Football's supposed to be a fall game. Way too much. Oh my god. <laughs> now, come on, Marge. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Buffalo. We're going to Buffalo, January the eighth. See the Bills in New England. How about that? You want to go? Bring your snowblower. <laughs> Despite not winning a major this year, Felix Oje Eliasim has won the Lionel Conacher Award as the top male athlete in Canada as voted by the Canadian press. Oh, wow. Felix won four times this year and knocked off the likes of Djokovic and Nadal in the process. Now, some people felt that he would not win the award unless he had a major championship under his belt. Well, guess what? He won it anyway. <laughs> and a major victory is certainly attainable in 2023. I'm sure. This shocked. guy is good. And he led Canada to the Davis fucking cup. But no one noticed because we were in the world cup. And I know I knew it was on anyway. Like nobody. Bullshit. I don't People think knew. the, I don't think the non hot, non sock. Oh, sorry. What is it? What they sport is this? The non tennis fanatics did not know. I promise. Bullshit. You. Bullshit. They all knew. They all knew. All right. <laughs> Outside of you, Jake you Gold and Brian know. Gerstein, who knew? You didn't know because you were the one who said that he won't win the award because no. he isn't won a major. I'm shocked because usually it is. You a major. said, Mike, you said. I said that, yeah. I own that. I said, I said Felix Olegelia Sims is going to win the award. You said, not unless he wins a major. I said, bullshit. Four <laughs> fucking wins. Guy's great. And by the way, Marie-Philippe Poulain the captain of the Olympic gold medal winning women's hockey team won the Bobby Rosenfeld award as the top female athlete. As far as I'm concerned, that other award does not exist anymore. Okay. 
Mike, have you noticed a lot of media personalities seem to be leaving the business when they still have the chops to be on air? Of course, noticed? yes. So, uh, George uh, Lagodianis. Uh, his last name was yesterday. Yeah. C City TV? Is that City or CP24? Well, CP24 now. So, that's Bell Media, right? Correct. Now, I've been watching George since, I'm going to say, the late 80s when he was on, like, Much Music. Uh, yeah, Electric Circus was, like, the first yeah, time. Electric, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, he's not that old. Are you telling me that this guy voluntarily retired? He's so good. Voluntarily retired? Or did Bell Media say, okay, George, time to go. You're going to join Lisa LaFlam, Rod Black, Michael Landsberg, Joe Tilly. Stephanie Smythe on. is Stephanie gone. Stephanie Smythe, the list goes on. Of all these Bell Media personalities, all these people who are on the air who are all very, very good and had lots of gas left of the tank. You're going to join all of them? You're telling me that this is all voluntary? No. Mike, I don't like this, Mike. I don't like this. Everybody in their prime, nobody's still working in mainstream media. All these new faces making mistakes, um, not nearly as presentable as these other people, ones I've just mentioned and others. Really, a sad state of affairs. Glad I'm not in the business anymore. I'd be shaking in my fucking boots if I was in my 50s. I'm glad you're bringing this up because, as you know, I watch this stuff pretty closely. So you're right, uh, almost of a certain age, right? Like, so Landsberg's gone. You know Landsberg, even though he will he might tell you otherwise because he told me otherwise, but you won't believe him when he tells you one day he woke up and said, I don't feel like having this, you know, mainstream media gig anymore. Like, I think I'll just go do, like, whatever. And Rod Black at least came clean when I called him the day he announced it. He's like... You know how it works in this day and age. You've been around a long time. You're making a lot of money. You get the tap on the shoulder. Time to, to wrap it up. Lisa Laflamme, that was a shocker. We all talked about that. But yeah, it's, uh, and I'm thinking of people that, you know, like Ken Shaw, for example. Did Ken Shaw, who was still very capable and young, did he wake up one day and say, I'm tired of uh, hosting Toronto's most popular, you know, newscast. I think I'll like go fishing. Roger Peterson, Kevin Frankish, all these people, they get the tap on the shoulder and say, time's up. Been there. Got yeah. the tap on the shoulder. Time was up. But you didn't Time get what some on. of these people get, which is the new, the tap. And I got this story from Christine Bentley, who told me straight up. She got the tap on the shoulder and they said, there's two ways to do this. They said, you can get walked out by security with a box. Okay. Or we can, can give you a retirement cake yes. on the air and you can tell people you're retiring and then save face. And, you know, she took that option and then she regretted it. But uh, in that moment, you're like, kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, I want to be able to say goodbye and spin it as a retirement. That's why the Lagoganises and the Michael Landsbergs, they get the opportunity to, like, spin it a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, I decided I'm going to go, like, do nothing for a while and make, like... I want to spend more time with the family. Right, right, right. But, you know, you mentioned when was the last person, and I, I don't know why I believe him, but, you know, he swears up and down. Peter Mansbridge swears to me that he said by a certain age he wasn't going to be hosting this show and he made sure oh, no, that that's No, that's different because he got a nice little landing. He got a nice parachute because he got to do special stuff, right? So you go from being a chief anchor to correspondent three, four times a year, a special, maybe for election coverage, right? So it's not like Mansbridge said, that's it, I'm, I'm out of here. He just stepped, he just stopped away from hosting the, uh, the national. Yes, he stepped away from the anchor desk. And he was still a big part of, of CBC. And, you know, so, so that's different. Uh, Lloyd Robertson was the same, special correspondent. And, right. and for, you know, certain events, the Queen, whatever it was, right? Right. I mean, that's a natural. That's someone who really achieved a certain status that they just 
you know, the, the top status. You know, we don't just let them go. We let them go out on their own. Right. Right. And Grace, you can, you can... Gra- gracefully on their own. Like they could have said to Lisa LaFlam, uh, we want Omar to do the desk. All right. Um, we can't pay you what we're paying you, but in order to save face, we'd like you to make you whatever special correspondent or you do f- four specials a year or whatever it is, that kind of a thing. That way it's more palpable. That way it's not like, Hey, they fired her. It's like, all right, you know, they want to, she, she's a good reporter. She's an excellent reporter. Let's get her out there. She's a correspondent. Let's get her doing some special features, you know, and she's still Lisa LaFlam. Right. You know, trusted journalist. Right. So. Right. You know, you're, you know, you're right. It's, it's God awful. Like, even if you think about, you know, sports radio in this, this market and you think about people sports like radio is uh, a joke. It's a joke. I've li- I did some listening during the holiday. Okay. That's the other thing yeah. I'm on holiday. People are on holidays. Right. They're listening to people. They're listening to fill-ins. They're not even listening to the regular people that take up those time slots. Is right? it, is it as bad as I think it that, is? Some of them aren't even that good. Wow. Well, it's but really, yeah, but the people who were good, like let's say Bob McCowan and Stephen Brunt, those are two names I think of that were good at this, and they were good, and they did it a long time, and both got the tap on the shoulder. Uh, you're out, right? Uh, Gord Martineau, right? Gord Martineau wasn't suddenly uh, not bad. He wasn't suddenly a bad anchor for City oh, no TV. Kidding. He just got the tap and said, uh, you know, you're you're done at the end of the week, and this is how it goes in this country. I feel like a Dave Hodge. I'm going to flip a pen and say this is how it goes in this country. This today, but. you telling me that Dave Hodge isn't the one one of the most capable yeah. sports journalists out there? That, that I mean, come on. Right. And how many years has it been since he had you know a regular gig? Oh, it's been a while now. Five at oh, least. Oh, come on. I mean, there's a great example right there. You could drop him into anyone's coverage of of you know commentary, analysis, hosting, whatever it was. Come on. I mean. What's, you know, I, I want to know why not. Why? Because he's not good enough? Far from it. So what Far happened is, it. what happened is for sure is at some point, because mainly it's cable companies, but it's not just cable companies because there's chorus and others in, at play here. But at some point they decided the the call letters, the branding was bigger than the personality in this country. And they, they didn't want to create these stars who would demand high salaries when they can just keep the costs low and in control and it doesn't matter because people will tune in to the ctv national news if uh even if mark hebsher's hosting i can do a damn good job i i read a prompter as good if not better than anyone in the business i would I'm watch one of that the best one of the best at reading prompter okay <laughs> Don't kid yourself. But put it's the earring art. back in if you're going to It's do an that. art. It's an art. All right. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It's really too bad. Yeah. Just as you get to know somebody, just as you're comfortable with somebody, it's like, oh, sorry, you're too old. Right. You're I'm in your 50s. I'm George still mad like they got rid of Bob 50s, Cole. Right? Okay. I like Bob yeah, Cole. there you go. <laughs> we miss all these people. All right. Finally, how do you feel about Alexander Ovechkin and his chase now for Wayne Gretzky's record of 894 NHL goals? Personally, I'm disgusted by Alexander Ovechkin. He's a great hockey player, period. Sure. The Canadian-Ukrainian Congress has asked Canada to refuse Ovechkin permission to enter the country because he has refused to speak out against the genocide in Ukraine and still has a picture of him and Vladimir Putin as his social media avatar. Mike, I'm not comfortable with this at all. Ovechkin may not be able to speak out for fear of reprisal, but he has to disassociate himself with Putin and the regime. And until that happens, I cannot root for him at all. And in fact, I hope he breaks his ankle. Yep. Yep. 
I'm the same boat, Hebsey. I cannot root for this man. And it's got, and Scott, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, because you want the Canadian to have the record. And there's always going to be a little bit of that. Like, uh, he's not Canadian. I like the Canadian having the record. But no, it's not that. If he was American, it's because he supports, he so blatantly supported Vladimir Putin. And he hasn't rejected this, uh, you know, this, this uh, horrific invasion. And I tune into the news and I see, you know, they're hammering away at these Ukrainian cities and they have no power and they're all in the subways trying to survive. And it, it's so disgusting that this is happening today on planet Earth, and even the fact he's still associated with Putin. No, I hope he breaks his ankle too. Yeah, I don't want anything good to come from um, the, for the Russian people or any Russian person <sighs> while this is going on. Right? No one that claims to be a Russian. I'm not talking about someone that got the fuck out of there and they're trying to have a life here, like Ovechkin. Right. Okay, he's in America. He earns his money in the United States. You know, go ahead and denounce Russia and stay in the United States. You need to go home, get your family out of there. You can afford it. The fuck is it? Well, he's chasing the record. Great. This is great. Oh, I can see it now. When he when he scores 895 on the same fucking day that Russia takes over, you know, uh, all of Ukraine and then starts invading other countries. Right. Right. When they invade Poland, uh, you can celebrate this, the great eight. Like I said before, okay, I hope he breaks his ankle. Come on, come clean, Ovechkin. Okay, do it, or else, man, there's going to be a, a little asterisk next to your name when you when you get you know uh, when you go past Gretzky. You're going to have that hanging all your whole life. Anyway, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, episode 314 of Hebsey on Sports is in the books. Thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike. And a happy new year to all of you. And thanks for allowing us into your headspace. We're back with another episode next week. I promise. This time, we will be back in 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. So long for now. Happy New Year. I hope he breaks his ankle.